evening, friends. Happy to be here again tonight to greet you in the name of the Lord. I just got in in time, didn't I? I want to be a little quicker than that when I get to heaven. Be just a little bit more on time. But I, we had to kind of hurry. Had quite a time parking. Is everybody feeling good? Yeah. That's very fine. Now, today has been a great day for me. I just have seemed like today is the Lord's blessings just seem to be pouring in. And if I could just get a, enough time to get to all the places that call him to come is the only thing. I think there's about 400 or better lays constantly of the places of the cities. And the poor people are needy, and I pray that God will just be good enough to me to to inspire me, to let me know which place to go to, just what to do. And I have something on my heart tonight that I, this morning, Billy Paul come up and was telling me about the meeting last evening, and he gave me a letter from Sister Cobbles, and it was about a... A little child that I'd prayed for up in Chicago. And it's just been on my heart all day long to find the predicament the mother and father. It, maybe some night I'd like to have her or someone to read that letter to the audience. Just a typical letter of people in need. But the poor little baby, I didn't know it. Of course, it just come through the line and the mother said, The Holy Spirit... Just begin, begin to reveal and tell everything right up through the case. Come on up till just at the present time, and then stop. Didn't know what to say from then on. And she's frantically, the little baby, I believe he said, had cancer and had part of his tongue taken out and thrown in here. And it's uh, one of the pastors at the Moody Bible in, in Chicago. He's a missionary, just returned in from Africa. I think that's French Africa, French West Africa. And he got a letter a few days ago, both of them, that their little church is about gone and communism is sweeping over, taking it. And all just think of the predicament. Now their little baby laying there just at the point of death, looking for it to die at any time. And there the little church swept away. Communism is taking things over. I, I just couldn't keep from crying a little. I, I said, God, if you just... I don't know what you're going to do, but if you'll just spare that baby's life, I'll promise you that'll be an open door for me to West Africa, where the communism is taking over the churches over there, taking over their church. And I want you to pray with me that God will do something and help. Of course, we want his will done in every case. I believe I was testifying the other night about George Wright. I just happened to see him sitting here. I have to... Uh, here was a man that they'd give up to die and I seen a vision the same time Mrs. Baker's daughter here he is here that he was never be up anymore and he's crippled his legs had pulled him up like this and here he is tonight by the power of God the same night the vision come from Mrs. Baker her daughter are you here Miss Baker is the girl here too is your daughter
Praise the Lord. It's wonderful. It certainly is. Well, it's the same time that her daughter, while I was in the hospital, that they is calling, they didn't think the young lady was going to live. And when I looked at her, I didn't think she was either. And so we walked in, and while I was standing praying, I saw that light come over her bed. That's when it, I told her what would happen just exactly the way in the time she'd be sent home. And she was, in the very same night, I'd been up to Lexington, Kentucky, come back down, and got home by daylight and got in bed, slept till about 9 o'clock, and got up and started out to the hall. And as I did, there's a young lady standing there, and she was speaking. And I thought, well, what's she doing standing here? And she said, Mother, that's what Brother Branham said. I looked over and seen her mother talking on the telephone at her home. And I knew it was a vision then. Then I heard something like clods are dropping. And I just left Brother Wright's two days before that where I told his son and all of them that perhaps he was going to die. I'd been down four or five days praying for him that he was going to die. And the doctors had done give him up and everything. And then I heard them clods are dropping. There had been some people there who doesn't believe in divine healing, the church that he used to belong to. Not any criticism, the Church of Christ. And they don't believe in it. So they've been up there making fun of him because he had me down there praying for him as the doctor said he was going to die. And when I looked at those clods of dropping under a willow tree, I never knew the man dug graves. And he said, Thus saith the Lord. He'll dig the grave for some of them that's laughing at him. Here he is. I called Mrs. Wright on the phone and told her right away what had happened. And I said, when I come into the building one of these days, he'll be walking right through the tabernacle, make a left turn, and come over and shake my hand and say, Brother Bill. And then Sunday, first time I'd been around for quite a while, I didn't even know the man was where he was at. Walked out of that tabernacle without him knowing this, walked right the same way, and I just stopped and waited to watch, come right around the same way where it was said, and walked over and took hold of my hand. Just exactly the way it says. Now, when I say anything, it can be wrong. But when you hear him say something, it's just that way. He's the Lord. Aren't we so happy for those things? I'm just thinking today of what our Lord has did for us. My wife, I caught her crying today. And I came out of the study and she was crying. I said, what's the matter? Just a little something. This is my home country, you know, and hard here, the hardest place in the world. And you can notice a difference. It was something about school children. You know how women are there, so teach us about those things. And some people, it goes to a little better church than what our tabernacle would be over there. And people's got nothing against me now. They like me and they like it, but they'd rather their children wouldn't associate with our children as long as they could be with the children that go to their own church or something on that order, you know. Now, I kind of hurt the wife a little bit, and she said, well, I keep my children clean, and we try. I said, that's not it, honey. I said, that's not the idea. Them pastors, they talk, say, here the other day, a minister friend of mine standing, didn't know that he was sitting right in the congregation with these fellows. His, my name come up. said, he's a fine boy. We all love him and like him, but he's kind of an illiterate type, <laughs> and he doesn't speak well. <laughs> Uh, that's truth, you know. That's really true. And, uh, but I just happen to think that's the same words that said about our Lord. Same thing. These groups that he traveled with, the common people. The Bible said the common people heard him gladly. Just the common. And the illiterate and so forth. And he never had any 
doctor's degree or whatever, they, as far as I know, they didn't record he ever went to school, but he was the son of God. Just as well. That's the name. So, now we want to talk just a few moments. A while ago, it was such a terrible emergency. We haven't been taking calls during the time of the meetings because you just get so... But there was a lady who called, was in a desperate condition. And my wife came into the room and said, Honey, I hate to call you from study, but said, This is just such an awful emergency. And said, The woman's fixing to commit suicide. And so it got to the phone. And while standing at the phone, the Holy Spirit told her just who she was, what she was doing, how she was dressed. What was the matter with her and what caused it? And healed her right there while we came to the Oh, my, I tell you. I heard crying, her mother screaming and holding her and everything. So I, and her just appraising the Lord. <laughs> so he's good all around. If you just think of how, compare that with the New Testament early church. Just compare it and see how it, 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 co- it coincides with the New Testament church. The apostles, how the visions came, how everything, how the Lord worked. Here I was going over to Africa, supposed to be in India this month. Had a date set and everything. Consent and had time set with dinner with Mr. Nehru before going in the prime minister. That was William Branham doing that. Now I was all fixed and getting my visa ready. I was praying for some people in the house and went out to my house, went into another room come back through to answer and telephone and come through the little hall going back into another room. There had been a couple more carloads come in since I was in the room uh, answering this phone, emergency long distance. And when I started through the room, there stood a man standing there. He had a towel, looked like over his head like this, hanging down. He's kind of a dark-complected looking fellow. Looked like his nose was kind of pushed on the end or like it kind of stumped like that. He was standing there looking right at me. I thought he'd been a patient just come in. And I said, howdy do, sir. And uh, I, he was standing right in my road. So I, I said, howdy do, sir. And he said, looked up like that and said, Brother Branham, don't go overseas till September. Now, I, I said, what? Well, I looked and the man was gone. Now, if that ain't just like the Macedonian call, they went over to the it's the same angel of the Lord. See? What is it? It's the Lord Jesus that loves us all. He loves all you. He's right here tonight. He, he, might not, he might deal with you in another way, but it's the same Lord. And he might deal with you in a loving heart. That's the same Lord. He might give you a, a passion for lost souls. It's the same Lord. See? But he sets some in the church. Teacher, apostle, prophets, gifts of healing, working of miracles, and all those things are set in the church. You believe that? Amen. I never did say where they'd be set out of the church. He set them in the church for the perfecting of the church and to be in the church until he comes again. Now, in those things, now many times, of course, I know Christian friends, we have a lot of impersonations on those things. That's to be expected. It's always, we said the other night in one of our lessons, when Israel went up, a mixed multitude went with them. That's true. But now, what you are, you are by the grace of God, what God has. You're a Christian, not because you sought God, but because God 
start you. <laughs> That's right. See, man can't seek God. He just can't. It's, it's his nature to be a sinner. So he, just like the pig telling him he's wrong, eating slop, you couldn't do it. He's a pig to begin with. So you couldn't change that. He's just to begin. But God seeks after man. And man comes to God, and when he comes to God, he gives him everlasting life. We want to read some of the word just in a moment. Now, and tonight, if possible, just want to speak just a few moments and maybe call up some of those prayer cards that we left off last week or last Sunday. We've been having more or less uh, meetings of uh, preaching this week because we've been waiting for an audience. This is a, a fleece before the Lord. Now, let's bow our heads just a moment to talk to the author before we read his word. Our kind, loving, heavenly Father, we approach thee tonight in the lovely name of thy Son, Jesus Christ. We love him because he first loved us and gave his life for us. And we who were once alienated from God, cut off without mercy, without hope in the world, sinners by nature, dying in disgrace, going to a devil's hell in endless eternity. While we were in this condition, enemies of God, God sent his own Son, made in the likeness of sinful flesh, took upon himself the form of man, suffered, bled, and died to redeem us back to the Father. And now we are sons and daughters of God by his grace. Oh, how we thank thee for it. Great one, in your majesty tonight, we pray that you'll bless our coming together. We're not worthy for to have these blessings, but we ask them because thou hast promised them. And what you promised, that you will do. Oh, God, in these years of service, we have found you to be just exactly what you promised. And we pray tonight now that the Holy Spirit will be here, the resurrected Lord Jesus, and will spread forth his great power over this audience, save the lost, recall the backsliders back home, heal the sick. Rejoice with your saints, for we ask it in his name. Amen. In St. Luke, the 8th chapter, and beginning with the 50th verse, we read this. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Fear not, only believe, and she shall be made whole. And when he came into the house, he suffered no man to go in but Peter, James, and John, and the father and the mother of the maiden. And all wept and bewailed her. But he said, Weep not. She's not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. And he put them all out, and took her by the hand, and called, saying, Maid, arise. And the spirit came again, and she rose straightway, and he commanded to give her meat. And her parents was astonished, but he charged them that she tell no man what was done. Now, in just for a few moments, if I'd speak just a little on God's written word, well, the meeting would be a success even by the reading of his word. Now, may the Lord add his blessings. We're speaking now of Jesus in this great 
time of the resurrection. It was three people that he raised while he was on earth. He said, before he went to the grave of Lazarus, I am the resurrection and life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live, and whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. And he had the resurrection power in him. He said, you destroy this temple, and I'll raise it up again in three days. Now, if he was the resurrection in life, but all the time in his ministry, he only raised up three people from the dead. Now, no doubt, but he had many critics in that day that said, why didn't he raise up these, and why didn't he raise up this one? And this priest just died, this holy man just died, why didn't he raise up them? Jesus plainly stated that he only did what the Father told him to do, what the Father showed him in vision. Jesus saw visions and only worked as God showed him by visions, only. St. John five nineteen. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing in himself, but what he sees the Father doing, that doeth the Son likewise. Just what the Father showed him and nothing else. Nothing could he do except first God reveal it. So three is a witness, for it's written in the law, that three is a confirmation. In the mouth of three, two or three witnesses, let every word be established. A Jewish man here not long ago said to me, he said, I can prove that Jesus was a, was a thief. And I said, how? He said he went through the corn fields on the Sabbath day and eat corn that didn't belong to him, proving he was a thief. I said, you're trying to compare the order of that day with this day. I said, he said he was the Lord of the uh, harvest, and he was. And another thing, I said, isn't it written in your law? That if a man comes to the field and he's hungry, he can eat what he wants to eat, but it's not lawful for him to pack anything away. So he was within the law. That's right, even to their own law. All their hearts were just blinded so we could have a day of grace, that's all, we Gentiles. And I'm so thankful for that, and I'm sure you all are. Now, the Son of God spent much time in prayer before the cross and healing the people. We're just prior to our message tonight. He had crossed all the way across the sea, went up on top of a mountain one evening after breaking bread and feeding five thousands. I wonder where he got the atoms or what atom he turned loose, rather, when he fed five thousand people with two little fishes and five loaves of bread, five little biscuits and some little child hand. Not only was the fish fish, but it was cooked fish and cooked the bread. He'd done something no one knows yet, but he did it because he was the Lord of creation. And there, up on the mountain, he stood and watched the disciples as they was crossing the sea. The little boat tossed about and was just about ready to sink, looked like, and they seen someone coming, and here he come, walking on the sea. About That's the way he does. Just about the time it gets the very darkest of hour, then Jesus comes along. We fret and weary, we Christians, and the baby gets sick or something happens or somebody don't show up. We're just so nervous and upset. We should just sit quiet. He's the one who commanded it. We're living under his dispensation, living under his grace. Just sit still. He'll be along after a while. Don't worry. He'll open up a healing service somewhere. You'll be guided to somebody who prays for the sick when he got sickness. If not, 
He'll just put it up on your heart so bad, you'll just kneel down in the room and ask him about it yourself. That's right. So just remember, he works all things together for good. He got in the ship, the storm stopped. He crossed that stormy sea that night for the call of one needy soul. A maniac up in Gadaria up there was just so mean till he was just cutting himself with rocks and he'd bind him with chains and he'd break them. Now that's the devil's power. Did you ever fool around somebody that was a maniac? you ever seen somebody with double their power? It's a maniac. Because they're completely anointed with Satan. And that satanic power gives them twice your strength. Now, if a person completely surrendered to the devil will give him twice his strength, what will a man completely surrender to God do? It'll make you so weak, maybe you're crippled and can't stand up, but surrender yourself to God and new life and new strength comes in. And you go to walking away. I've seen little people when their little limbs wasn't hardly that big. Grown men and women eat up with cancer, rise to the floor, hadn't stood up for months, so weak they couldn't have stood up any any other way but under the power of God and get up and walk around through the house praising God and get well. What is it? Full surrendered to God. Amen. That's what it takes, a complete surrender. And notice... When that man, that maniac, was so so completely surrendered to Satan, Satan used his tongue. And he said, we are a legion. Jesus said, who are you? And the man couldn't even speak himself. Satan spoke through him. We are legions, for we are many. Jesus said, hold your peace, but come out of him. And when that maniac was healed, those... Devils went out and went into some hogs, about 2,000 hogs, and they come out because it was going to cost them a little something to have the revival. They asked Jesus to leave the country. They felt more at home with the devil and the hogs than they did with the lovely Jesus. That's right. And they said, we said, oh, leave our country. My, you're too much of a spiritualist for us. So he, we can't stand that. Now, if you're going to get people healed around here, such stuff as that, you get out of our country. Well... He never stays where he's not welcome, so he went on back. But there was one needy soul that he crossed the stormy sea to get to. And he's the same Jesus tonight. He'd come from glory to one needy soul sitting in this humble church tonight. Same one. He'll every time come to where he's wanted, but never come where he's doubted. So if you're doubting him, just remember he'll never be at your door, see but if you love him and want him, he'll come any time you call for him. He's ready to come. Now, we notice we're taking this little fellow, Jarius. Many people kind of criticized Jarius, but it had this daughter that died. He was a priest at the temple, or one of the great men, chief men around the temple. But I believe he was kind of a secret believer. I believe down in his heart he really believed Jesus. But he had just, he got himself mixed up with the wrong crowd. And you know what? I find that everywhere tonight. Sometimes in a great classic society people, there's secret believers up there. Great malted millionaires, and yet they're secret believers, but they're just kindly afraid to associate themselves with this class of people. They try to come by night and knock at the door, but... All right, Nicodemus is one of those types. Come around and said, Now, Master, I know that you're not so popular, 
Oh, there's a bunch of these holy rollers following you or something, or common people. That's what they claim that you associate with, a common and lower class of people. But we in the temple know that you're a teacher come from God, for no man could do the things that you did without God being with him. There's a true confession. See? But he had associated himself in the wrong class. And there's a many of those people in Louisville, Kentucky tonight. Perhaps lots sitting right here. That's right. You just got yourself up into a big church somewhere, got the biggest name there is around the country. You think that gets you somewhere. It'll cause you to lose your soul. It'll do that for you. Just humble yourself down. Always remember the way down is up with God. See? He that humbles himself, God will exalt. He that exalts himself shall be brought a base, said Jesus. So just humble down, come on down, get it the same way the rest of them does. One night I had an altar call at Tabernacle many years ago. There was a fine young fellow who was a Bible teacher at a class down there in a certain church. There's a lady down at the altar just crying and going on. He said, oh, my. He said, do you mean she has to do that? I said, I didn't say she had to do it, but she was doing it. He said, well, I'll never get it if that's what it takes. I said, don't worry. You won't. <laughs> that's Naaman said, isn't the waters up here in my country a lot better than they are down there? But that was the word of the Lord. He, went, he didn't have to go dip, but he went back with his leprosy. That's right. So as when as he obeyed God's word, he got rid of his leprosy. So that's what God sometimes makes us do things we don't want to do sometimes. It was mighty hard for me in a few things, too, but he had to take the starch all out of me. He knows how to do it, too, in a real way. And so I can have noticed Jairus had a social standing among the people, and he'd get out that day, and no doubt he was a talk of the country. That fanatic that's preaching divine healing, that Jesus of Nazareth, nonsense. The days of miracles is past. Since our fathers in the wilderness, such things hasn't taken place. The man is a spiritualist. He's a mind reader. Look at him stand there. Look out over the audience and tell different people different things they're thinking about. Ha! Away with such stuff. That's what they'd say. A little dry sitting back there. I believe him, but I can't say nothing. You know, I've got a prestige I've got to hold up. All right. And the first thing you know, he's walking around one day. And he, every time anybody go talk about Jesus, he'd kind of keep quiet. He didn't want to say too much about it because he was a secret believer. Then... One day, his little girl took sick. You know, God knows just how to work on you sometimes. His little girl got sick, so well, I guess the reasonable thing to do, he probably called in the doctor. The doctor said, well, we'll give her some of these homopathic drugs or whatever he's practicing with, and she'll be all right in a few days. So he gave her the drugs, and she got worse. And they called the doctor maybe two or three times, and she continually gotten worse. Then now the blow comes. The doctor walks out the door with your eyes and says, Hey, tell you here, fella, but your little girl's at the point of death. She's going to die. There's nothing in the world can help her. All of my medical uh, uh, knowledge, has I've given every bit to you, and still the little girl is going to die. There's nothing can be done. She's just going to be called home by Jehovah. So might as well get ready and get the grave and her shroud and everything ready because she's going to die. Oh, I can imagine seeing little Jairus' heart shaking like that. Way down deep under there was a little thought, wonder where Jesus is. Sometimes it has to get about like that at your house to make you wonder where Jesus is. To put that stuff you're doing. 
and come and find where he's at. Or as soon as the doctor left, I can hear him come over to his wife and say, Dear, you know I'm all wrong, way down in my heart. She said, I know what you're talking about, honey. You're thinking about where is that fellow's praying for the sick called Jesus of Nazareth. Yeah, that, you know, honey, really, I, I've noticed you searching the Scriptures every night. I, I believe you kind of believed on him. You know what? I believed on him, too. Well, white, bless your heart. Let's go find him. Somebody must have come told him that Jesus was coming. He was coming across the sea then, or in his little boat, you know, coming across the river, the sea, little lake. There and as he come across, you know, and they told him Jesus is coming. Faith cometh by hearing. Is that right? Hearing of the word. So somebody told him that Jesus is coming over to have a one-day campaign, maybe over in his country. So right quick, I can see him get his coat on and pull his little turban down over his head and get started. I hear some of his church members standing there saying, Where are you going, Jarius? And I hear them saying, You know what? They tell me that that holy rollers are coming down there. He's praying for the sick. I bet he's going down there. I can hear the deacons walk out and say, Now, just a moment, Jarius. Now, you know, every time we have the conference, we elect a new pastor if we desire. Now, we don't want any disgrace brought up on our church. Now, if you're going to have any of that divine healing stuff around here, I want you to know right now that we're not going to stand for it. Brother, the time had come for action. <laughs> Jarius had to have some action. The time may strike to you for action. And if you want to know, I think the time for Louisville now is for action. That's right. The time for the church is time for action. They played around and threw this off of the corner, brushed off of this and called it this, that. That's act. Amen. Louisville, stand on your feet. Claim your God-given privileges. And it's time for action. Not, I will, I'll tell you, I'll slip back and slip out. I'll go tonight. Like Nicodemus come tonight. But Jesus had a need right, I mean, Jairus had a need right then. And brother, we got, a, we got a need right now, and let's get to him. Not wait till the next meeting. Wait and see if somebody else comes and preaches the same thing. We got a need now. Let's press forward to get him. The midnight hour is here. The little girl was at the point of death. Doctors had failed. Now I can hear him giving him a good sharp talking to and the board of trustees and all going over him. But he had a need. A loved one was laying at the point of death, so he must get to Jesus. Here he starts on. About that time, the little old boat stopped down there. And Jesus got out and a bunch of spectators standing on the bank. The priest standing back up there. Said, mm-hmm. There he is. Look what kind of a crowd he's got now. There comes that bunch of illiterate unlearned, uncoothic people coming up off the banks down there. Those fishermen walking out. You see what kind of a crowd he associates with? The birds of a feather. That's it. Standing there criticizing. Way back up on the hill, I can see a little woman doing her knitting. She spent all of her money for the doctors, and they couldn't do her no good. She had a blood issue for several years. She looked down. She said, Isn't it strange? I was just dreaming about him last night, perhaps. And I believe if I could only get to that man and touch his garment, I wouldn't have to get in the prayer line. He'd just turn around and tell me it was over if I could just get close enough to him. That's the way to do it. <laughs> that's just it. If I could just get close enough to him, that's all I need. Well, I see her walk down here. There stands her pastor. She looks up. Now, where are you going? I suppose then you're going down to that meeting. Well, I want to let you know this. You know what the orders are around here. Any person associates with that tribe, they're given their letter, said, you can just have it. Here she goes on. Right on down. She had to get to Jesus. And as soon as she got there, I can see her standing before a big bunch looked down at her and said, well, I'm surprised at you. 
a woman that the doctors has turned down and can't do nothing for her, and then you and a woman with a reputation that you got as a good woman. The reputation and the prestige that you got amongst the people, and here you are associate yourself with that bunch of holy rollers. There, I never seen such the very audacity. Mm. <laughs> the days of miracles is past. I hear her around say it might be for you, but not for me. Just let me get a little closer to him. She's pressing on. She's got to get up there. And after a while, some fellow says, "I just tell you right now, ain't Liddy. I, I just, ha- I'm just not going to let you do it." We're just going to stand here and not let you do it. I can see her just scoop right down, walk right between his legs and go right on through. He's, she's determined to get to him. Regardless of the cost, regardless of the price, that's the way we ought to be. No matter what says this or what size that, God said it is his word and that settles it for me. God said so, that just, that's all of it. I believe it. So here she comes. And she gets down there, and she's seen all the people stand up and around and putting their arms around him. She just slipped along behind him and touched his garment like that. And she thought, oh, Lord, I, I, that just satisfies me. I got to the meeting, so that's good enough to me. And all at once, there's something he had some way of knowing things. He turned around and said, who touched me? Looked around over the audience until he found where she was. Said, thy faith is saving. Yeah. Your blood issues don't stop now. Well, he's the same tonight, just the same Jesus. If he's risen from the dead, he said, the things that I do shall you also. Is that right? And he said, if you believe, that's all you had to do. All right. And she was healed. And then about that time, I see this little priest pushing through the crowd. Some of them said, but looky there. Well, there's Jeremiah, the one that just got his degree last year. Well, you mean to tell me he just got his bachelor's degree and here he is down there being around that group now? Why was he down there? He had a need. That's right. He had a hungry heart. God was going to show him all about these things. So he sticks right up to where Jesus was. He said, Lord, my little girl is at the point of death. Come lay your hands on her and she'll get well. <laughs> my, I just like that. Oh, when he'd seen he got close enough to him that he could attract his attention. If he could attract the attention of the man, God was already dealing with his heart. So if he could attract the attention of the man, he'd get what he wanted. Because he knew that God was in his son. I like the Shunammite woman there on that. When her baby had died, was laying in the prophet's chamber. She said, saddle a mule and go forward. Don't you stop till I bid you. And once you come, God don't always reveal to his servants everything that goes on just as he wants to reveal it. And so the woman drove up real quick. We'll leave her story here a moment. The woman got up real quick. Elijah got up, looked over, come out of his cave and looked around there. And he said to Gehazi, he said, here comes that Shunammite. He said, her heart's troubled and I don't even know what's wrong with her. So he come up. Still, God didn't tell him what was wrong. He said, is all well with thee? Is all well with thy husband? Is all well with thy child? I like this. She said, all is well with me and all is well with my husband and all is well with the child. And the baby laying dead. What? She had come to the man of God. It was that same man of God give her the baby by promise. And she knew that God was in his prophet. And if she could ever get to the prophet, the prophet could let her know why God taken the baby. She said, all now is well. Then she fell down and began to tell him about the baby. And you know the story, how he went and laid his body on the baby, come to life. Little Jarius had walked through the crowd till he got down there. 
And he said, now all is well. I finally got to him. I got away from the pastor. I got away from the bishop. I got away from the Pope. And I got away from all of them. And now I've got out from all the church members and through all the societies and everything else out. Now I've got out to where I can really worship him. He said, Lord, I'm so glad to be here. And my little girl is laying at the point of death. Will you come lay your hands on her? Now watch, his faith was laying on hands. But Peter's wasn't like that. When he was on the stormy sea the night before and, and Jesus was standing out there, he said, uh, Lord, if it be you, bid me to come to you on the water. Just, just, just ask me to come. Jesus said, come on. You know, seek and you shall find. Ask and it will be given to you. So Peter stepped down out of the boat and away he went. The priest, when Joshua gave the commission to cross over the sea, over the river rather, their faith was when their feet touched the water. As soon as the soldiers' feet touched the water, they knew the sea would dry back. That's where their faith was. To the Roman centurion, he said, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. Just speak the word. I like that. Look at this. He said, I'm a man under authority. And I say to this man, do this, and he does it. And I say to this man, go, and he goes. This man, come, and he comes. And I know that what I have under me has to obey me. Now watch, he recognized that Jesus Christ had sickness under his control. He said, you just speak the word. That's all you have to do. And the sickness of my servant will obey what you say do. Give us that kind of faith here tonight and you'll see something happen. That's right. Just speak the word. Whatever you say, that's the way it will be. Just say the word. And he said, thy son liveth. And so the next day when he went out about 11 o'clock, he was coming near home. He traveled all that day and that night. And the next day he come in. Some of his servants met him and said, Thy son liveth. He said, What time did he start to begin to get well? He said, Yesterday about 11 o'clock the fever left him. The man said, That's just when he told me. <laughs> That's right. The son began to amend at that time. Now, Jairus wanted him to lay hands on him. said, Come lay your hands on my daughter and she'll get well. Jesus said, I'll go. And he started on down there because he knows if a man's faith, whether he had vision or not, Jesus had done said that he did nothing till the Father showed him. Perhaps with no vision of it. But yet he knew the man's faith was sufficient to do the work. The woman had touched him back there. He never said, I healed you. He said, Thy faith has saved thee. And he touched his fingers. Two blind men followed him one day in the street. said, Lord, have mercy on us. He had no vision about those men. So he went on and left them alone. They cried after him until he went into a house. They came into the house and said, Have mercy on us, Lord. Now watch. He touched their eyes and said, Now... According to your faith, be it unto you. See? And they had it. Their eyes come open. See? According to your faith. But now what he did himself was what the Father showed him to do. But he touched their eyes. They touched his garments. And they done everything like that. That was their own faith. Thy faith has saved thee. So here comes the man now. Jesus is going with little Jairus to his, to his daughter's sake. Now they're going along. I see Jairus walking along now. All the priests look at him and Ah, so that's what you choose. Yeah, this is it. Walking right along. He got close to Jesus. He'd had a change of heart. And every man that really gets close to Jesus can never be the same anymore. Amen. No. You can't associate with that old dry formal religions anymore. You've got something in you that changes you and makes you different. If you ever come close. Now, you can go close to the church and do anything. But you can't come close to Jesus and be the same anymore. So Dry's walking right along. His little chest stood out so... Like that, yes, sir, I'm glad to be walking by him. Yes, sir, this is my, my, this is my salvation now. 
Yes, sir. Then the great stroke come. Here come a man with ashes on his head as the oriental type of mourning and said, Don't trouble him anymore. Your daughter is already dead. That was the midnight blow. I can see a little dry so the tears come in his eyes and his little heart begin to quiver. He looked around and I see Jesus with those sacred eyes and said, Fear not. Only believe. That's enough. He pressed a little smile across his lips and he started on, well, I know what he says. He's anointed God. I know what he says. is all right. So, going on, he knew it would be all right. See, he knew something all right. When they got to the house, here they was screaming and going on out in the yard. Oh, she's dead. She's gone. We've been bombed her body. She's laying on the couch and she's dead. She's dead. The poor little thing. Jesus started going all that, carrying all like that. He said, give peace. Keep still a little bit. He said, the girl's not dead. She's only asleep. And they laughed at him. You know what he done? When they laughed at God's word, he put them out. <laughs> That's a good thing to do. Don't you believe that? That's right. He put them out. How could he do any miracles with such as that around? Well, one time he had to take a man and lead him from out of the city so he could heal him on account of so much unbelief. He came to his own country where he was raised up at. He couldn't do nothing, no works. They said, we heard he'd done miracles over there. Let me see him do him now. And all the people that knew him when he raised up as a boy, this is a carpenter's son. We know his dad and we know them all. We know his brothers and sisters. We know there are a bunch of poor people down there. Where would he get this wisdom? What school did he come out of? And Jesus marveled at <laughs> her unbelief. He didn't stay there for a little bit. He traveled on. Then he said, a prophet is not without honor except among his own people in his own county. That's right. And it's been that way ever since. Now, because that's the word of God. It has to be. But they, he, they laughed at him, and what he said was the word of God. And so then he said them words, and he put them all out of the house. And look who he took with him. Peter, James, and John. Love, faith, and charity. I mean, char- faith and, and hope and charity. Peter, James, and John. Those three. That's what you want to take along with you. Hope, faith, and charity walk into the sick room. And notice he taken the father and mother, but all the rest of them not. Now he's alone with the brokenhearted, with little Jairus, his wife, who believed him with all their heart. He said, I told you, just not to fear, you shall see the glory of God. All right. Then as he walks on down into the house, looks on the couch, there lay the poor little girl laying there dead, laying out on the couch, about 12 years old. And Jesus walked over to where she was, took a hold of her hand, and spoke in an unknown tongue. The Bethel called out out there to us, all around and look on the outside, all doubt and say, well, the very idea, that man putting us out of that house. Oh, wait till we get a hold of that dry. I said, just mm, wait till we get him. Oh, my, the doctor said the child was going to die, and it did just what the doctor said. The child is dead. And here he is now bringing disgrace on our church. Just wait till he comes out of that house. We'll church him right now. Wait till the general council meets. We'll sure show him what to do. We'll fix him up. Just wait till they have the next conference. We sure won't have that guy around here no more. Jesus, with all that bank of unbelief outside, he was empowered with a spirit that could speak out into another land. Out into another language. And he called the spirit of the dead from out of the land down and said, Return back! And the girl that was laying dead, by the touch of his hand, rose again. So now give her something to eat. She's weak. She's going to get all right. 
So don't tell nobody about this now. You don't have to be putting all kinds of papers and advertised all around. All right. He was the man of the hour. <laughs> he was. But he knew it himself. God knew it. And that was sufficient. All right. And said, don't fear, only believe. Now that same Lord Jesus that was there at this scene is sure tonight on this scene. When he was here on earth, we see his mercies. On the resurrection of that little girl, the father had showed him a vision as he went for some time. He said he did nothing. When he looked around Jairus, he perhaps had already seen what was going to happen. Because he said with his own lips, when he passed through the pool where the crippled and lames and blind laid, passed through there and found a man laying on a pallet. For God had showed him where that man was. He had had a disease for 38 years. It wasn't going to kill him. So he walked over there and healed that man, went on about his business. And there lay at least two or three thousand people or more laying in this pool here, waiting for the moving of the water, lame, blind, halt, withered, waiting there. And yet a loving, compassionate father passing right through it. But sometimes people don't know what love is. You get love and sympathy mixed up. Love is obedience. God speaks its obedience regardless of what sympathy or anything else is. No wonder he said there in the Garden of Gethsemane, his sympathy to leave his friends and everything, but said, Thy will be done. That's right. That's love. That's real love, is obedience. There he passed by. Sure, his heart bled for that poor little mother standing there with a waterhead baby and that poor old blind father crippled up with arthritis, been standing there for years and years trying to get in that pool when the angel come down, but they couldn't do it. Great multitudes, and it takes 2,000 to make one multitude. And multitudes in a plural lay there day and night. The angel would come down, trouble the water. The first one stepping in with faith got well. Then they had to wait till there was trouble again. And so then they laid there year after year, and their loved ones brought them something to eat. The beggars laid there trying to perhaps get into the pool once and be healed. Try their faith against the angel, or with the angel when it come down. And there are that great multitude laying there. Them. The Bible said impotent folk laying there with lame, blind, halt, withered waiting. And he passed by every one of them and never said one word to any of them. Walked over there to this man said, will thou be made whole? He said, well, I, I, somebody can outrun me. He said, when I'm coming to the pool, somebody can run better than I can. Runs down, steps in ahead of me. And that's how it happens. He said, all right, take up thy bed and go into thy house. The Jews questioned him. Well, he said, barely, barely, I say unto you, the son can do nothing in himself. But what he sees the Father doing, that doeth the Son likewise. When he was here on earth, he knew the secret sins of the people. He knew what they'd done, where they'd been. When Philip came to him, after he found Nathaniel, walked up and said, Behold an Israelite, in whom there is no guile, as the beginning of his ministry. While Philip standing in the prayer line said, Well, how did you know me, Rabbi, or Reverend, whatever you want to call it, Master, I think, or Teacher is the right interpretation. How did you know me? He said, before Philip called you when he was under the tree, I saw you. He didn't say, now, you know what the outsider stood around? said, that man's a spiritualist. He's Beelzebub. That's the prince of all the devils. In other words, he was the best mind reader there was. He's the prince of the devil. But you know what? Philip said, thou art the, the son of God, the king of Israel. And he had eternal life. Now, Jesus said, the things that I do shall you also. More than this shall you do, for I go to my Father. You'll do more than this. Then if Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, then he's sure tonight, he's never left the earth, 
No more than he ascended up and come back in the form of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. He empowered the disciples and gave them power. And how far was it to go? To just the disciples? Listen to his last commission. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Is that right? That's to all the world and to every creature in the world. And it's never got there yet. And how long was it last? Until all the world. Preach the gospel. The gospel is not word only. though It's the word made manifest. Paul said the gospel come not in word only, but through power and demonstrations of the Holy Spirit. Now watch and see if that coincides with what he said. Go into all the world. Preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. Now today, that's just as far as the preacher goes. That's right. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And, conjunction, connecting it, these signs shall follow them that believe. Oh, you're not taught that, are you? These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. Speak with new tongues. If they take up serpents or drink deadly things that would not harm them. If they lay their hands on the sick, they shall recover. That's right. Watch where them things are happening and you'll see the pillar of fire following the church. God of vindicating it. Paul was going down along the shore one day. It was a shipwreck. He picked up some sticks and was throwing on a fire. A big old snake grabbed him through the hand. He looked at it and said, Well, God's done told me I was to appear at Rome. That thing would have hurt me. Shuck it off in the fire. All the natives said, Watch that fellow drop dead now. He turned around, picked up some more sticks, and turned around and began to warm himself. They said, no, he's God. <laughs> That's right. Why? He was so filled and charged with the Holy Spirit to the poison of that thing didn't even hurt him. He's the same Jesus tonight. He never fails. He's still the same Lord Jesus. Do you believe him? I feel that he would have me to pray for the sick. I remember. Let's take a picture of what Jesus is now. Let's take... How many in here believes that there was a resurrection of the dead and Jesus Christ is the first fruits of those who slept? Well, thank you for your faith. Now, the Bible teaches in Hebrews 13, 8, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is that true? Jesus said, the things that I do shall you also. Is that right? And when he was here on earth, he didn't claim to be a healer. He didn't claim to be nothing but just the Son of God. He said, I can do nothing until the Father shows me. But yet he could stand by a person and talk to him a little while and tell him what, what was the trouble. Is that right? Then the Father would give him a vision, tell him to go do a certain thing. He'd do it. He'd give him a vision about the resurrection of Lazarus. Is that right? He left the house and went away. First day, sent for him. He didn't come. Second day, sent. He just kept on going. Third day, then he turned around and said, our friend Lazarus sleepeth. And for your sake, I'm glad I wasn't there. But I go waking. That's right. I go waking. Now notice, when he come to the grave, he said, Father, I thank that thou hast already heard me, but for these that stand by, I said this. See? He knew what was going to happen. If words don't condemn themselves in the Bible, don't condemn one part of the Scripture. He said, I do nothing till the Father shows me. That's right. If thou canst believe, he said, all things are possible. So you believe tonight. And let's ask our Lord Jesus if he'll rise on the scene tonight, take over our bodies in faith and power, and cover us together. Now we've been having altar calls and people getting saved and, and coming to God. Now let's ask him to heal the sick tonight. Shall we bow our heads while we speak to him? Now, dear Heavenly Father, we're thankful for thy written word. And now I pray that... As I stand here representing you before these dear Christian friends here tonight in the church, 
I ask, dear God, that you'll come and take a, over the body of this old, miserable man as I am, just for your glory and because of your election, because of your calling, and speak and let Jesus Christ, the Son of God, come into your servant's body and speak to your other servants and may the same Jesus get into their bodies and speak back to the cross and may great signs and wonders be accomplished tonight. Grant it, Father, for we ask it in Jesus' name, my beloved child. Amen. Now, I think we had the prayer cards why give out Sunday night. And then we haven't been giving out any prayer cards then. So I think we've taken from the beginning of the first, up to the first 50 part in there. Now, tonight, let's take the last part of that uh, 100 cards. Let's see why. Let's get about, we had 25, I think, last night. Let's see your last. Let's just take about 15 tonight and try it. Let's say from 85. Why 85 to 100? Who has why 85? Let's see. Raise up your hand. The lady sitting here. All right. Would you come right over here, lady? Uh, 85. Who has 86? Someone has prayer cards. 86. Why 86? Uh, would you come? Do you have it, lady? 86. All right. 87. 88. 88. Who has prayer card 88? Pardon, 88. 89. Who has prayer card Y89? Is it not in... Someone look around, maybe somebody deaf. Or here I see a young man sitting in a wheelchair. Is that your prayer card, sir? No, oh, you haven't. All right. A, 89. Is that, excuse me, 89, 90. Who has 90 prayer cards? 90. 91. 92, 93, 94, 95, 96, 97, 98, 99, 100. Just line them up now. See if we get those first. Maybe we can get right back in and get some more of them. If the organist on the organ will play for me, if you give me a card. How many loves that old song, Abide With Me? I just feel like some great resurrection morning that when all of life is over and our work on earth is done, We've been home to the wedding supper, returned back for the millennium. I just imagine a soft, angelic music sweeping through the air. The angels of God will be singing in the resurrection when we return back. I want him to abide with me then, don't you? While she's playing this softly. Now, I'm going to ask you something. I'm going to ask you how many in here that's needy, doesn't have prayer cards, or not going to be up here tonight. Say, Brother Bram, remember me in prayer. I want God to have mercy on me and heal me tonight. Would you raise your hands everywhere? Wants God to heal you tonight. Or just kind of a general idea where you are. Now, you don't need a prayer card, friends. A prayer card is just the line up, the only legitimate way we can do it. Now, if I look down this line, I believe 15 or 20 people. Are they all there? All right. I do not believe there's a person in that line that I know lets it be that little lady that come off the platform here just a few minutes ago. And I don't even know her name. I know she, she sings here. That's all I know her. Or goes to your church or something. I, I don't know her. And I think that's the only person that I know of down along that line. 
Now, being here at home, it's kind of difficult. There's some of the people I know, Mr. Woods and his wife here, I know of them. And uh, then I know this man sitting right here. Uh, is it Garrett? Is your name, brother? What? Brian. I know you've been putting up that big sign outside of New Albany there with that a sword splitting through the world or something saying the word of God. You're the man that did that, aren't you? That's what I thought. Then uh, this lady sitting right here, I don't know her, but I, I, she's been somewhere in a meeting with me somewhere or something. I've, haven't I seen you somewhere, lady? Phoenix, Arizona. I, all right. Phoenix, Arizona, over at the Tabernacle in Carlsbad. I just remember uh, seeing your face. And I, uh, she looked familiar. And I'm not mistaken, I believe this is a minister and his wife sitting right there. I can't call your name, but it sounds Jewish, isn't that right? Wasn't you at my house and your wife has prayed for something some time ago? I remember them. And all right, I guess that's just, if I happen not to recognize you, excuse my ignorance, but I, I guess I see the man from the... Uh, brother, the same morning that Mrs. Sheen from the Methodist Church was healed, had cancer on the liver or something from the Baptist Church down here, him and his wife sitting right there. Was, uh, I remember him. Raise up your hand, brother. That's the brother right there. Yes. And that's just about the limit as far as I know now, except these two girls here, Brother Cobble's daughter, the young lady here, was just healed with tumors on the breast. I guess you heard her testimony. Her father's a noted physician here. And tumors on the breast come right across the platform. God knows I know nothing about it. But I know she'd been suffering with a nervousness. Now, this is all what they told me. I can't say, I just have to go by what they say. Said that I spoke to her and told her that I knew her and knew she was nervous. But then seen her daddy examine her and finding tumors on her breast. And that was true. And then spoke to her, thus saith the Lord. The operation won't be needful, for God will take them away. And now she's been examined by... Two or more doctors of the city went right back to her father and examined there's not one trace of it anywhere. And they're all gone. All gone. Now, that's just our lovely Lord. Now, these others, perhaps, in here have been healed of all different kinds of diseases and things, but I never healed anyone. And nobody else ever healed anyone outside of God. I'm the Lord. heals all thy diseases. I'm just his servant. Was born in this world. Like Brother Cobbles was born here to preach. God sent him as a preacher. He sent me as a seer. And I just see visions, that's all. And I was born that way. It's nothing I, the first thing I can remember was seeing a vision when I was a baby. It's not only just like this. It foretells things for months and weeks and years to come. And I ask anybody in this building or at any time or anywhere you want to, that one time, I'm, excuse me, I see my dear old mother sitting here. I look right over top of her, her and bro, her brother and sister sin. And from any time that it ever did speak but what had absolutely come to pass just exactly the way it said it would excepting of this one thing that's yet to happen when I get overseas and it's wrote here in my Bible I can give you a copy of it if you want watch and see if you don't see it in the papers religious papers and things at least just exactly what it says here all right now I call up your oh this is a patience now I want remember to you Christian people these things are terrible and it's not a practice of something. It's absolutely the Lord Jesus Christ in his resurrected power. As a power given to the people not to heal, but to preach, teach. It's all under inspiration. None of you ministers sitting here would want to say you just know such a thing as inspiration. You wouldn't want to say you preach your sermon by yourself. You ask God to help you. It's inspiration. 
Why couldn't your brother or somebody next to you preach the same as you can? He wasn't called for it. You were the one that was called. Doesn't make you any better than he is if he's a Christian. But God set you for a preacher, maybe him for a lay member. See, God set in the church. And now, in these things, I say this now because it's a state, all most of the states, that I will not be responsible for critics or unbelievers from this part of the meeting on out to the end. The Lord bless you. I know his presence is here. The angel of the Lord is near. It's here now. And you all who have his picture know, and you'll see at the day of judgment, he isn't standing five feet from where I am right now. That's right. It's not me. He just walks in. I lose myself. And he speaks. And the Lord bless you. And now, if you are a critic, anything happens, I'm not responsible. But I am to a Christian, because by God's grace, we can make it leave a Christian. But we can't on a critic. All right, because it's punishment. You'd have to repent. So now, the Lord bless you now. And may you all, don't move around. For whatever you do, don't leave your seat. Just stay right where you are for the next few minutes. And believe. And if the Lord Jesus Christ will come here to the platform tonight now, and will perform the same things that he done in Galilee and around over the country. Will you accept him for your healing and Savior and all? Will you do it? Raise your hand and say, I will. I believe it with all my heart. God bless you. Now, in the face of that, may he do it. Now, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I take every spirit here under my control for God's glory. All right, now, the lady that comes. I just, I want the audience to be reverent. And just listen. And I want the patience just to look this way and just believe and just, just speak as I ask. And I want you in the audience to be just as reverent as you can be and just obey just what you're told to do, but listen close to what he says. And now, I want to talk to the lady. I believe the lady's a stranger to me. I've never seen him in my life. But God knows both of us, doesn't he? And this is our first time meeting. All right. I'm sure now, last night. You were, ma'am? I'm sure last night. Yeah, Archie was sure last night, but last night it was just preaching as far as I know. They said, right the last... Uh, it got to calling people out to the audience there of different diseases and healing them. Now, if we be strangers, perhaps maybe along the same age, maybe raised somewhere different in the country, first time of ever meeting in our life, if there's anything about you or anything that I would know, it would have to come through God some way. Is that right? Or maybe, maybe some secret sin in your life. Maybe you're here uh, wanting a financial something. Maybe you're here to ask God for uh, some other, uh, a loved one or, or burden or, or something on that order that's on, your, that's on your heart or something. I don't know. But whatever it is, well, he, you just come to me to intercede for you as, a, as an intercessor to help you to receive Christ. Because I perceive that you are a Christian when you come up here, you're, you're a believer. Now, then, if Jesus of Nazareth was here and was standing here, he'd perhaps talk to you like I'm talking to you. And he talked to a woman at the well one day. He said, bring me a drink. She said, the well's deep. You have nothing to draw with. 
and so forth. And the conversation went on. He went right straight to where her trouble was. She had a trouble, and that trouble was was five husbands. He said, and she said, uh, I perceive that you're a prophet. And she ran into the city and said, Come see a man that told me everything I ever done. He didn't do that. He just told her one thing. But he found her trouble. And when he found her trouble, he spoke it to her. That was the remedy. Now, if he has risen from the dead, and I claim that he sent me to represent him just the same as Brother Cobbles represented him in another way, then he can do the same thing for you. And if he would say the same thing to you, would you be happy and, and be ready to go tell people that Jesus Christ is raised from the dead? She would. Well, may the Lord bless you, my sister, and help you. Now, you just look to me as God's servant. Your conscience is something's going on. You don't know exactly what it is, but it's something that you know. So the audience, sometimes I get under that anointing. I don't, you know, I don't realize we're a man. But the audience might know that the woman is absolutely knows that there's something going on right now. If that's right, raise up your hand, ladies. Now, what it is, is that angel, the anointing, it's moving between she and I. And now in this dimension, which is now, and it just keeps breaking like a breath. I said it looked real milky before. Now it just moves out. And here it's like a fade again coming in. That's the way you can feel it, just like waves. Here it comes again, in like that, moves back. Here it is. I see something opening around. It's you going into a place. It's a, it's a hospital. And you, you've had an operation. That's been, I see someone standing here holding two fingers. It's been two years ago since that operation. You are, it's an angelic being standing near a door. Now, uh, it, it's something in your side. It's trouble in your side and your ribs. Is that right? You're going to get well, sister. I'll see you later on. And, uh, oh, almighty God, I pronounce blessings to my sister. And may she go and receive this blessing in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you. Ma'am. Yes. Oh, he's off. Now, what he said that was in your back life, was it true? Yes. Well, what he said yes. the future will be is just as true as that will be. I was operating on for cancer two years ago. God bless you. All right. Now you can go and be made well. Jesus Christ healed you. You're conscious that something's happened to you too, haven't you, lady? Yes. Is that right? So, would you raise your hand and say this? That's right. God bless you. Wonderful. Do you believe him? Amen. Only thing you have to do is have faith. Jesus said, if thou canst believe, all things are possible. Now, just be reverent. That's the same thing our... Where'd that lady go was just healed? Oh, it's the lady sitting next to you praying. You believe me to be his servant, lady? With all your heart? You're suffering with a, something wrong with the blood, isn't that right? The low blood pressure, is that right? Stand up on your feet if that's right. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, make you well, sister. Go home and believe. Amen. Have faith in God. Don't doubt. Only believe, and you shall see the glory of God. Amen. All right. 
come. How do you do, lady? You believe with all your heart? Believe that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is here to make you well, to heal you? Well, if you're conscious of his presence, you know that something's here besides your brother, isn't it? I'm not reading her mind now. Stop thinking that. I'm not. Remember your thoughts this year just the same. Well, you say that's reading your mind. Well, Jesus did the same thing. Perceive their thoughts. Do you believe that, sir, with all your heart? If you did and want to believe with all your heart, you get over that rupture you got. You believe it? Well, then stand up on your feet and be made well. In the name of Jesus Christ, God bless you. Go. Amen. Well, you've got some kind of spell. It's a, it's a, no, it isn't epilepsy. It's a, some kind of a, a, a fainting or passing out. Oh, you've had an accident, an automobile accident that's caused a fainting spell, and you just pine away and pass out. Isn't that right? Come here. Oh, Jesus, Son of God, have mercy upon her now as I lay hands, as the anointing of the Holy Spirit is here in the room. And now may it go to this woman and give her faith, and may she not have this trouble, whatever it may be, anymore. I condemn it in the name of Jesus, the Son of God. Amen. God bless you, sister. Go now in peace. God's blessings be upon you. All right. Have faith come. How do you do, sir? Suppose maybe worth being strangers in this life. But God knows both of us. He's fed us. He's been with us. And all that, that we have comes from God. Amen. I'm only trying to contact your spirit, my dear brother, just so that God's blessings could rest. Now, just a moment. Uh, has left me and it's pulling this away. It's, it's a man sitting here praying, looking right at me. Oh, it's that child there. It's going blind. His eyes. Is that right? Lay your hand over on the little fellow there. And I'll ask God's blessing. Glory. Father, I pray that you'll heal that child and may it not be bothered anymore. In Jesus' name, heal his eyes. Amen. Have faith, brother. It's going to be all right. <clears throat> Now I want to talk to you just a moment. You believe me to be God's servant? Amen. With all my you, heart. I believe that. Amen. And you're conscious of something moving between <laughs> you and I now. <laughs> now you're suffering with a nervous condition. Amen. You just get to a place look like you're just going to lose your mind. Say, you're a minister too. Thank the Lord. Yes, you're a minister. You just opened up a new work in a place. Amen. A mission work. That's true. Absolutely. And that place is in Indiana. Yes, 
Muncie. That's right. Indiana. That's right. You're, and another thing, you're wanting me to lay hands on you for <laughs> empowerment of a blessing for your ministry. Oh, God, thank you. And I see you picking up a letter that's got a name on it. It's your name because it's got Reverend George G. B-U-T-Z or something That's like correct. that. That's correct. Absolutely. So, sir, Jesus Christ is going to grant to you the desire of your heart through his blessing. Amen. God bless you. Let's say thanks, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Just have faith back in the audience. Believe with all your heart you shall see the glory of God. The Lord Jesus Christ, who is raised from the dead, stands here in this audience now. His great, magnificent being, the anointed one from on, on glorious high, who blows the world off from his hands as it was, who created all things, but Christ Jesus has come up from the dead and shed forth this which you do now see and hear. It is not your brother. It's being submissive to the Holy Spirit. Do you believe it? Amen. You're having trouble with your neck sitting there, aren't you, lady? Sitting there with a little yellow scarf. You, isn't that right? You're spraying just then. You had your head down and you asked God, if you let Brother Bram turn around and speak to me, I'll accept my healing. Isn't that what you was praying about? Isn't that what the word you said? If it is, raise up your hand. Stand up to your feet now. Therefore, Jesus Christ heals your neck and you can go home. How do I hear your prayer? You just don't realize what a place you're in just now. You're under his power. The whole audience is under the domination of the Holy Spirit. Praise be to God. All right. Excuse me, lady. I believe I recognize you. You're the lady that sang here the other night. But as knowing anything of you otherwise, you're the judge. Know nothing about you. As far as more just seeing you that you sing and you're not something or another. But God knows all about you, sister. He's known just since you were born, and I know that you're a believer, and you believe in me as your brother. You do. Your trouble, you've got a scientist or something that bothers you. You've got a, a hemorrhoid. It's a retrial trouble. Isn't that the truth? This is your husband sitting here. There's some kind of a something moving between you all. Look here, young man, just a moment. Oh, I see a person that is standing here. It's a, it's that, it's your mother-in-law. And she lives in a place where there's a lot of lakes or something. It's Michigan. And she's a crippled woman. Is that right? Almighty God, let thy mercies come now and bless this, Lord, this blessing that we ask in Jesus Christ's name, that this will be for your glory. Amen. God bless you. 
May the peace of God rest upon you. I'll lay hands on you for the blessing while the anointing is here. Amen. Have faith in God. All right. Is this the patient? Do you believe? Then, if a man says anything, as a man, you've got a right to doubt the man. But when God testifies that it's the truth, then you've got no right to doubt God but to say that it's the truth. And I have testified to you that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, rose from the dead and promised the same things that he did will be done also. And here he is tonight doing the same things that he did when he was here. You don't get over the head, that head trouble you're having. Believe that God will make you well of it. If you do, you can have it. May God bless you. Go home, be made well. And use the arthritis setting right there. He healed you too a few minutes ago. Just have faith and don't doubt. Bring this. Is this your patient? This is Dr. Collins. Excuse me, you're getting weak now. Come near. You believe? You believe me to be God's servant? Well, I'm a stranger to you. Or you're a stranger to me. I suppose we're strangers, aren't we? You've been around several of these. I mean to know you. I don't know you. I don't know you. But God knows both of us. All right. Then if I could do anything for you and wouldn't do it, I'd be a brute. But if I could do something for you, and if I could give you your desire, I'd do it, but I can't. But by being born in the world to see visions, and in his presence, which you're sure now that you're standing. Because I believe you, under this anointing, you probably pass away into eternity. You believe me then, with all your heart. You're not even from this city. You come from another state. And that's the joining state on the north, which is Ohio. Is that right? And you're having trouble. You had, you've had some serious trouble since you've been here. You had a heart attack. They've had you in a hospital since you've been here. You got a gallbladder trouble. Is that the truth? That's the truth. O oh Lord, creator of heavens and earth, I condemn this disease and ask it to go from her that she can go to her home normally and well. And while your anointed presence is here that we're both aware of, know that someday we'll have to stand in your presence. Now may this pass from her and may she go and be well in Jesus Christ's name I ask it. Amen. God bless you, sister. Return happy healthy, and love God all your life. All right. How God would heal this whole audience of people at this very time if you believe with all your heart, if you just have faith and don't doubt. 
That's all I ask you to do is to believe Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Now, no matter whether you're up here or whether you're out there, you believe with all your heart? You? Before God, you say that. You understand that. And there's a vibration or moving in a channel come through the audience a few moments ago. It's left now. I thought it was mental telepathy of reading a mind. But it is not. I've never looked at the woman. I want you to lay your hand on my shoulder, lady. And you believe me to be God's servant, I'm telling you the truth. If I shall ask God and he'll tell me what's your trouble, will you accept Jesus as your healer? You will? You got heart trouble. Is that right? Raise up your hand now. Now go and be made well. In Jesus Christ's name, you shall have what you've asked for. God bless you. All right. All right, lady, you believe with all your heart? You want to be made well? Life hasn't been a flower bed of ease for you. has had many trials and ups and downs. Been extremely nervous all your life, especially in this time, just about the age you're coming into now, to be, to be uh, nervous and upset. Makes it more than ever because it's entering the menopause stage of life. And in your life, you've always desired a closer walk with God. Do yesterday. Trying to all the time. Now, between you and I, it's dripping some blood. And it's turning kind of to a, a white color. You're anemia. Is that right? Now, let's just go to Calvary now by faith to a blood transfusion. Almighty God, may the blood of Jesus Christ bring back the life to the blood of my sister, and may she go from here and get well. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. God bless you, sister. Go in the peace of God, rest upon you, and make you well. All right. Is this the little boy? Come here, sonny. All right. This is a very fine boy. He's just a little... Excited, of course, the childlike, and that anointing touching the little lad now. Look, honey boy, when our Lord Jesus is here on earth, he would take little children like you, and he would uh, sit down and put his hands up on them and bless them, and they'd get well. And uh, you ever like to hear your Sunday school teacher talk about that when Jesus was here, how he'd bless the little boys and girls? Well, now, he went up to heaven and come back again in the form of the Holy Spirit. Now, if he was here, he would tell you what was wrong with you. Is that right? And then you'd get well. You believe that, don't you, honey? You believe those kidneys are going to get well? That's what was wrong with you, wasn't it? Kidney trouble. If that's right, raise up your little hand so now you come here. Heavenly Father, I bless this child and condemn this trouble in his body and ask it to leave in the name of Jesus Christ. May it go. Amen. God bless you, honey. You can go back to your folks and tell them you're going to be well now. Don't fear, sister. You'll be all right now. That'll all leave you. You'll, you'll get all right. All right. Would you come? Are you believing with all your heart? And realizing that one of these days that you and I are going to have to stand in his presence to give an account of our lives. Then it behooves us to live like Christians, doesn't it? To live true and to live upright before God. You realize that you have something wrong with you now that 
could take your life, if it goes a little farther, that's condition of the female gland. But do you believe that God would heal you now and make you well? You accept it that way? God bless you. It's gone from you now. Now, the reason that I did that, waiting on the woman, was just because that I know she was healed while she was standing here. God healed the woman while she was standing here to make her well. And I know that in this building just now, you'll never know how weak that may Look at a sweat on top of my hand, see? I'm just about to crumble here at the platform. It's all getting milky all around over the building and everything. Remember, uh, the Lord turned around and he said, Strength has gone out of me. Now, I'm not him, but it's him, the one doing the... If it was doing... If it was God in the Lord Jesus Christ, and that virgin-born body made him feel when anyone touched him by faith, what do you think it would do to a sinner like me that's just been converted brought into the way? Every one of you, do you believe with all your heart? Hear me now as God's servant. I tell you the truth. Every person in here, according to the Word of God, is healed right now. Do you believe it? I want you to do something. We could bring line after line, but I want you to lay your hands over on one another. Let me pray just before going farther. Lay your hands on each other that wants to be made well. Oh, my. If you could stand here and... Just see how well pleased the Holy Spirit is with that, with your hands on one another. Kind, loving Father, as my strength is so swiftly going and my legs will hardly hold me any longer, truly I understand why you can lay in the back of a boat after a healing service and not even the waves wake you up. Now I ask for mercy. As many mothers and dads and sisters and brothers sitting here tonight really needing. In the beginning, trying to speak a little sermon, and now you came on the scene and really confirmed that it was the truth. Now hear my prayer, dear God. With the simplicity in my heart, I offer it with sincere faith. Hear me, my Lord. May the lovely Holy Spirit just now settle down over each of these people, and may all the doubt be moved away, and may God himself just touch a little special blessing to every heart and give them peace that they know that your presence is there. O Eternal One, grant it through Jesus thy Son. Brother Cobble, finish this prayer. Amen. Amen. Now, Father, strengthen my brother Billy Branham. Oh, Jesus, throw your loving arms around him. Oh, may he have strength to get home. Give him a good rest tonight. Build him up quickly, Lord. Prepare him for tomorrow night and all the night. Now, Father, I command that every wicked spirit here that's tormenting any mind or any spirit or the body, leave every one of these people out. You devil! Come out in the name of...